Welcome to another episode of Parenting on Purpose Podcasts. I'm your host, Tori Roberts. We have a very exciting guest today. His name is Mr. Brian Van. He is the director of the residential program um, of Sheridan House, which is actually our parent ministry. And he has been the director for how long? How long have you been at Sheridan House? Well, let's start with that. How long have you been at Sheridan House? Well, my math is terrible. So I started in 93. So however many years that is. A long that, time. Oh, almost uh, a, a, 30. A we don't want to mention those kind of numbers. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, ten, 10 years. A long time. Okay. Yes. So uh, Brian is also a licensed mental health counselor and he has worked in not only Sheridan house, but he also worked at another, um, another facility. It was a government facility. Is that right? It was, yes, it was a, a county uh, facility in Palm okay. Beach County. Uh, very similar. Uh, I mean, children need help everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was It was an easy transition there and then back. Yep. Yep. So he's been back and the director at Sheridan House. But we've also um, known each other, not only as coworkers, but personally for, I'm not going to say mm-hmm. how many years. Um, in fact, he and my husband actually lived together in an apartment prior to both of us being married, which I'm sure has lots of fun stories. Um, But one of the things that we're going to talk about today, just because we've both, um, I did residential for 10 years a while ago. (laughs) We're not going to mention that time either. Um, No, no numbers, no numbers. And then um, uh, Brian has been involved, like we said, in, in Sheridan House residential program for a very long time ancient dinosaurs, even I think we're roaming. Um, (laughs) So we're going to talk about today, just kind of how uh, the needs of kids and maybe how parenting has changed over the last maybe few years and even maybe post pandemic things that you've seen. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about that. How, how do you think parenting has changed or the needs of kids have changed in the last few years? What have you seen? Well, well, I think before we jump into that, we definitely need to mention one. You, you said that we go way back. Uh, we've known each other for a lot of years. What you did not mention was I got to watch you kind of grow up through the teen years. Oh, gee. Uh, you were the you were the girl with the with the, the ponytail that would that was afraid to talk to me. Uh, <laughs> you would just kind of when you would come into the office with your dad, you would just kind of you would be there quietly, talk to everyone else. And as soon as I walk in look down, look away, look, whatever. Uh, so, uh, I guess I have that good calming effect on, on people like you, but uh, yeah, it does go way back. Uh, you and I, you and I have one thing in common is that we grew up in what, I don't even know if we're allowed, we can call it this anymore, but we grew up in, in the traditional home setting where we both had mom and dad there with us. Yeah. And, and, we, we both, our parents were involved in our lives. Uh, we, we had that sense of security, that sense of structure. Uh, and so it was easy to come work at a residential program with, with, you know, with that in your mind, as far as, well, this is what family's supposed to be like. Yeah. And, uh, and, and realizing very quickly, even, even low those many years ago, <laughs> that, that not all families are going to look like that, that families right. are, are very different. Yeah. Now, was your mom a stay at home mom? No. Okay. See, my no. mom was even a stay at home mom. Okay. So and you're so, even, you're even more traditional. Yes. Uh, uh, 
which was which was very cool. Yeah, my uh, yeah, my mom she worked. Uh, uh, it was later in her life that that she became a career person. But uh, they both my parents grew up with the idea that you work. I mean, they mm-hmm. both worked from their childhood years, I think. So mm-hmm. there was always a sense of 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 working uh, when I grew up. And uh, everyone had a job to do. We all had chores. Uh, of course, uh, uh, as a child, as a teenager, you push against that. You don't want to do the chores. You don't want to do the chores when they tell you to do it. Uh, so when you're taking the garbage out uh, at 1030 at night when in the pitch black, you learn very quickly the, the value of doing it when they tell you to do it. Yeah. And you guys, um, those of you that have been longtime listeners know that um, my dad, who is uh, Dr. Bob Barnes, tells stories of my brother forgetting to take the trash can mm. out and then having to wash out the trash cans and my mother's car over the weekend. So yes, those are tours are always, always fun. Yeah. So, so anyways, what was the question? The question. Uh, <laughs> Oh, good. So the question was, um, how do we see, gosh, it's, it's loaded too. How do we see maybe how kids have changed over the last, let's start there. How have kids changed over the last few years? Maybe let's go back, maybe even 10 years. So since, since I've been in residential program, um, you know, when I was there, I just feel like kids have changed a lot. Even the needs and what they're dealing with has changed since I worked in residential program. Like what are some of the things that you're seeing today? Well, if you remember back then, the big one, when parents were calling for help, the big things was uh, my child is getting in trouble in school. You know, they're uh, she's chewing gum in class or or he's (laughs) skipping class or uh, not doing his homework or she's uh, she talks too much in class. Uh, and, and now, now we wish those were the issues that they were dealing with because the issue, the children, it's always been, I think it's always been a thing where, where, where parents will say, my child's trying to grow up too fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, uh, a lot of the issues that we're seeing now, uh, are, are grown up issues. Right. Uh, when you think about the things that, that they are faced with in school and this, I don't think it's, it's just public school. I think it's public school, private school. I think it's anywhere where two or more children come in contact with each other. Uh, the, the things that they're dealing with. Agreed. Uh, and, and we just have to look in the news to see what's going on and good, bad, or indifferent with, with the internet being right there. I mean, even in, in the palm of their hand, they have access to the news and the things that's going on in, in media uh and so without someone guiding them through it they just they it's easy to catch on to the the fear and anxiety that that is just swirling around us yeah and i i um one of the things that was a big difference that i see um is uh i my last year in residential program was in 2008 um i had reuben in 2009 our son and so the big thing that happened in 2008 was the iphone came out And so all of my residential experience was pre iPhone. So, you know, I feel like that just has opened a whole can of worms as they're walking around with computers on them at all times, um, where we, we had to take phones from girls, but they were the silly razor flip phones. And, you know, it's just a whole different, a whole different thing. Well, yeah. And with, with, when, when the computer, 
and and I would say that it's silly for us to try to pinpoint any like one thing that this is what's caused all of the the evils of the world because it's Agreed. not it's Agreed. it's a it's a mixture of stuff. But when when the computers first came in, they were these big clunky things that sat <laughs> on the floor next to your desk. So it was it, it was it was fairly easy to know. Well, we had one computer for for a home. So it's right. going to be in a central place. So that monitor was out there. So you could kind of easy see what was going on. Uh, and But then when the p- computers became smaller, when they became more mobile, uh, it was easier to hide it. And unfortunately, as parents, a lot of us, uh, we just, we, we kind of miss that, uh, the, the realization that, well, we need to really stay on top of what they're letting in. Uh, and, and I mean, some of us, we did a good job, uh, but there, by and large, I think that we just, we kind of forgot the fact that we have to help filter this. Uh, and like you said, now, yeah, these, these things are, are, are handheld. Uh, and so it's, it, and it's very easy, uh, to, and, and they're so good at, at, at hiding things. Um, it takes me five minutes to try to figure out where on my phone to do what my, my smartphone has a dumb user. I, I mean, we know that, uh, <laughs> they know how to look on their phone and, and swipe things or move things or minimize things or whatever it is that they do with it. Uh, but that's also, that's just, that's also the culture. I mean, it's, it's always been part of the dance anyways, where as parents, we give the boundary, here's the expectation, uh, the child, because children, uh, it would be so much, life would be so much easier if children could just take our word for it. Just, we say it once and oh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'll do it. Uh, I know you were that child growing up, despite what your dad says, yes, we, of know, course was. <laughs> we know that you were that child. Um, but well, most we, of us, go ahead. most of us are experiencers. Most of us have to, uh, as soon as there's a limit there, we got to see just exactly what that means. I mean, uh, and, 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 and this rings true for all of us. When you see that sign that says wet paint, don't touch, what do you do? You, you, you obviously take it for, for what it says, right? Right. Yes. Or we touch it just to make sure just <laughs> really. Uh, and so, and we know, we know that, that whatever the, whatever the speed limit is, uh, we know we have 10 miles, yeah. 20 miles. Yeah, I'm kidding. We are not endorsing breaking the speed limit. Please (laughs) don't do that. Um, But we we have to experience it. Mm -hmm. And and so with our children, when we tell them do this or don't do this, when there's a boundary put in place, it's just a natural dance between parents and children to where they're going to push against the boundary just to kind of see how how real it is. Right. Uh, They're experiencers, and so we uh, somewhere along the way as parents uh and and I I'm sorry I forgot the question again so uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a lot of editing that's um, all right no we're good we uh we get thrown off by that we we forget to expect the fact that they're they're going to push against it we the first time that they test us or they test the boundary we take it as though they have the unmitigating gall to defy what I said uh, and, and then the battle begins, but it's, it's the dance. Yes. Uh, and we, I, I think you and I grew up in a culture where it was, uh, it's my way or the highway parenting. It, we got a lot of, because I said yeah. so, and I just, I don't know that, that, that flies with this, with this current generation. Am I, yeah. am I wrong? 
Uh, no, I agree with you. I think I think that uh, because we're we're told that we're not allowed to do that anymore. We're told that, that that's not one of the best styles of authority to have my way or the highway. It's it's more of I need to help you understand why I'm saying what I'm saying. And, and if it works for you, uh, then you can choose <laughs> to come alongside and do this. Uh, that, that, uh, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that I was wondering is, as we were getting ready for this, uh, that, that whole role of, of authority for parents, like you said, we grew up in a time where it, it do what I say, it's my way or the highway. I pay, I pay the mortgage. Uh, you're in my house. It's my rules. Uh, you and I did both push against that a little bit and, yep. and, and we bear the scars for it, but we're better <laughs> for it. Uh, but there's, there's, I'm, I, you know, I was wondering, do have parents somewhere along the way, have we, have we kind of forgotten this whole notion of authority or what authority really is uh, or how to use it? Uh, there's so many different messages out there. There's so many different people that, that will, that will say, this is how you're supposed to be a parent. And then when the next new thing comes on, it comes along, it's no, this is how you're supposed to be a parent. Uh, and somewhere along the way, we, we put the Bible aside and then we, we started to listening to what people said. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and the reality is, is that God invented parenting, God invented family, uh, and so it, it's silly to, 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 to look to anyone other than the person who wrote the owner's manual or the, or the guidebook on, on how to do this, the one who made it. Um, that makes and- me think of, um, there was a, one of my friends told me a story about his, his, uh, his child was in school and the teacher, um, said to them, made the statement, everybody, everybody's opinion is truth. Hmm. And it was such an interesting statement because it just, it made me think of culturally, that's kind of where we're at. And it's, it's like, well, if this is your truth for parenting, then it, you know, it's okay. And if this is your truth for parenting, then it's okay. And I mean, what, what you're saying is we have the truth. We have the Bible, we have black and white. God laid out certain things for us and laid out the, the structure of boundaries and teaching us how to, um, you know, just basic parenting principles. Yeah. And then there's also that balance where we can, we can do the, the parenting thing. Uh, but that relationship is so crucial, uh, where, where we need to, we need to purposely become involved with, with our children, because again, the, the dance is, and, and, and you and I know this, cause we've, we've spent all that money on these wonderful classes that we took to be able to get letters <laughs> behind our names, uh, that we know that developmentally, whenever children, they stop being cute and cuddly, uh, and, and they start to actually start to think for themselves in the, in the early teenage years or even younger now, uh, developmentally, that's when they're supposed to start thinking. That's when they're supposed to start experiencing the world and, and kind of make their own conclusions about it. But sometimes that means that, they're, they're questioning the things that we want to tell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so again, if we're not prepared as parents, it's easy for us to take that as defiance or uh, some parents, some of us uh, have, gr- have learned to look at things more. We kind of internalize things and we look at something like that. Like I've, I've told him, I've told my son to, to do his chores 
uh, and instead of doing his chores, he's listening to this music that scares me. And now he's dressing this way that I, I don't even know where he get these clothes from. <laughs> I must've failed as a parent. And it's easy for a parent to kind of take, I, and I, I don't know this, but I suspect that it's especially for like a single parent who feels like that they're doing this alone anyways. Mm-hmm. It's easy for them to own that for their children and just feel like a failure mm-hmm. uh, because they just weren't prepared for the fact that no, during these, during this phase of life, they're going to be trying on different personalities. Uh, and, and you just kind of expect it and almost uh, be prepared for something like that. How do we, um, so going off what you're saying with, with our children, um, which is very normal and natural, especially with the early teen years, pushing back or trying, trying on, like you're saying different personalities. And it's usually, who their friend is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how do we, as a parent, come alongside them and not um, and and help guide them, but allow them the freedom to figure out who they are? How, how do we? Where's the where's the line of that? Well, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, that might be one of them ten dollar questions. Okay. Okay. We, you know, I I really think that. The earlier we start with something like that, the, the earlier, the earlier that, that we invest that time and energy into building that relationship with the child so that then as they're growing, we, we actually, since we're being prepared for that, we can prepare them for the fact that, you know, we're going to hit this patch of time where it's just going to feel weird. But I want you to know that no matter what, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to love you. Uh, if you if you come home tomorrow and you've shaved your head, uh, I'm still going to love you. I, I may chuckle, but I'm going to love you. <laughs> um, if you come home wearing these clothes that that are scary, I'm still going to love you. If you come home and uh, because if that, you know, if that relationship isn't there, when they do something that is actually not good, uh, when they make a bad choice, if the relationship's not there, they're not going to feel safe enough to be able to say, mom, dad, uh, I goofed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we've invested the time uh, in, in building that relationship with them so that they know, yes, I'm the parent, I'm the authority figure. Uh, I have to, that my job is to, or, or to set the boundaries and to help you. Uh, but I also have that re- as a parent, I also have that responsibility to be emotionally safe for my child so that we can deal with those things together mm-hmm. rather than it's just me walking around trying to catch them doing the wrong thing uh, and pointing out all the, the ways in which they do things wrong. They need to know that they have someone in their corner. Even when they mess up, even when they make a bad choice, even when we get the call from the school saying your, your son has been suspended for three days, or, you know, your, your, your daughter is in danger of failing this class or whatever. If, if, if we've done a good job or a reasonable job of being present in their life, of being approachable, of being available, then we can navigate those things together. And I really think that that that's one of the big things that that the children today, they don't know that word together because they don't know that there's people in their corner. They're they're desperate for for I mean, look at what social media is doing. I mean, look at look at why. And and every month it's a new platform uh, yeah. because there is such and, and they're only going to keep doing that because there's such a demand, such a hunger for the sense of connecting and belonging. 
And because it is easier for me to be looking down on my screen and I can choose whether or not I make an eye contact with somebody, I, I can do that because personal interaction is just such a scary, messy thing sometimes. And so yeah. I can, I can control this. I can control yeah. who I'm going to be friends with or who I'm going to unfriend or, or, or I don't know if we're allowed to say if that's a trademark, trademark word or not, but, <laughs> um, but that together, they have mm-hmm. that desire for together, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever together is. Uh, and, and as parents, uh, maybe, maybe even a couple of generations ago, we stopped learning how to do together together. Yeah. It seems like it started with the TV and mm-hmm. then it, you know, it, it, it just has kind of snowballed from there where, you know, then it was phones ringing at dinner and now mm-hmm. it's social media. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting if you watch, um, you know, kids come out of a middle school and a high school, every single one of them has their phone out. You know, yeah. they're not, they're not talking to each other anymore. And I, yeah. I remember like picking up the girls that come in out of their middle school and there'd just be these clumps of kids. And I would always have to be watching intently to make sure they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. But today they're coming out heads in their phones. Yeah. And I think that's such a valid point in that, that is definitely something that's changed in, in this generation. Um, again, not to blame the phone, but it's, it's that, that, need for togetherness and the need for relationship that has been void with the creation mm-hmm. of social media. And I think that that may be something that we as a family need to, to really prioritize in our, in our kids' lives. Uh, and that's why it's been so much fun watching you uh, with your family, with your boys and how you guys, I mean, you on purpose do the together thing. Uh, I mean, I don't know, uh, I mean, I don't know this. I don't know how often the TV is on in your house, but I'm going to make a guess that it's not on nearly as much as it is in my house. Uh, of course, our kids are grown yeah. uh, and mostly gone. Uh, but just the fact that you've, you've, you've made that a priority. You, you have made that to where we, we could, it'd be so much easier just to put a phone in your hand. This is the convenient thing here. Just keep yourself busy. Um, it, it's, because because of of circumstances, this is a good way for you to keep in contact with the kids, so that then we don't have to, you know, we we just can't drive you around, or, or and you're not driving yet. Uh, but you've purposely uh, you're doing life together. You're mm-hmm. purposely coming up with ideas, and they're not, I mean, they're not costly ideas. It's it's quick, easy things that you can do just to uh, to just this is how we do together. And mm-hmm. so for, for, for everybody in the world that's listening right now, if you need that quick and easy list of ideas to do, just call Tori because she knows <laughs> all these ideas uh, of, of how to, how to do family together. No, no. To be fair, I probably fail at that more than I would like, but um, no, I mean, I, I think even just something simple, like a game night, you know, mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. you just bring out a board game Um uh, as we're recording this right now, we're heading into the summer months. Um, and so that may be an easier time, uh, you know, to do that where your kids aren't, um, quite as busy with homework or activities. Um, actually that takes me down another thread. I do feel like that we are doing more activities as a society than we used to be. I know we always had, you know, my brother always had soccer, but that was, maybe a Tuesday night and a, the game was then Thursday and it feels like sports today is much more busy. 
um, than, than it used to be. Is that, is that correct? I think so. I think so. Because it's, well, a lot of schools, uh, a lot of organizations, it's that need that, well, we, everybody wants to be champions. Well, not everyone can be champions, uh, but they're striving for that. They're, they're beefing up their, they're beefing up their game. They're, they're really (laughs) stepping it up to, to really hone the programs that they're doing with children. Uh, And so, it is such a big thing, especially here in South Florida, where it's summer, 11 and a half months of the year. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you can be doing sports all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but there, and, and it's an easy thing because I can drop my son off at practice and I don't have to deal with him for another two or three hours. That's easy. Uh, you only have practice twice this week. Oh, come on. Can, can it be every day, please? Mm-hmm. Uh uh, and again, it's, and, and activities are good. I mean, I would not knock it. I mean, there are uh, boys and, 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 and for girls too, mm-hmm. uh, where they need to have that outlet for that energy that they have. I mean, Agreed. if they're, if they're in a traditional school setting where they're having to sit there for, for six, seven, eight hours a day, uh, and their bodies, they're, they're, they're not designed to do that. Uh, they need to have that outlet. Uh, they need to have that 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 opportunity to learn what what sportsmanship is, what mm-hmm. what it means to be on a team, or at least to challenge yourself to do better mm-hmm. uh, at something, to learn a new skill. I mean, that's with 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 the boys at Sheridan House. We we do sports throughout the year. We'll and we'll rotate them. Uh, we'll go from soccer to flag football to basketball to uh, to softball. And, and sometimes we'll do other things in there too, but we, we purposely do that every week uh, for that reason. There are boys that, there are boys that say, I, I don't know how to play basketball. You know, what? and they've seen me play. They realize I don't know how to play either. Uh, it's not about it, it. You get out there and you have fun. You try something new. You, you challenge mm-hmm. yourself because there's a life skill. Uh, and, and suddenly we have boys that fall in love with the sport. Uh, we had a boy, uh, recently that, uh, uh, absolutely fell in love with playing basketball was out there playing every day and physically he's getting healthier. I mean, he grew a foot Mm -hmm. taller in his time here, but he's, (laughs) he's getting healthier. Uh, but then you're watching him feel better about himself because he's realizing, Hey, here's something that I've learned how to do. Uh, and it's just been so fun watching that. I did not teach him how to play. I'm taking credit for it, but I did not teach him how to play. Uh, the, the house pop, uh, spent time with him. The behavior specialist spent time with him. Uh, the other boys really cool teaching him the techniques and the things that, that I don't know what you're supposed to do in basketball, but apparently they're important. (laughs) Uh, we had a boy years ago in the program that, uh, 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 and he knows this because I've said this to him. Uh, when he was in the program, he was one of the laziest boys we had, did not want to put effort into anything, went on to, to play in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, fell in love with, with flag football, played football at high school, went to college, uh, played in the NFL. Yep. Uh, they got to challenge themselves, find, yep. try something new. Activities are important for yep. sure, uh, but we can't let that take the place of our time with them as parents. Right. Well, one of the things I was thinking about as you're sharing about um, the boys doing sports at Sheridan House is one of the big things with sports at Sheridan House is its relationship. It's mm-hmm. how the house pops pour into the boys and it's how the behavioral specialists pour into the boys. And it's really, really cool to watch them pour into each other. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's not only a skill at Sheridan house, but it's also relationships. So maybe that's, maybe that's a good tie in for parents. You know, it's not only a skill, but maybe this is an opportunity if your child's interested in basketball, why don't you play together? Why don't yeah. you go outside after, you know, after, um, dinner and, and, and play some basketball, um, as a family, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, it's just kind of honing in on what your kids are interested in and just really spending time with them um, and building that relationship. Like we said, Uh, one of the things I've been thinking about as we've been talking is, have you seen, have you seen a difference in the kids that you, you know, that you work with and see in counseling um, or families that you see in counseling? Have you seen a difference in post um, post pandemic? Is there something that we need to be aware of uh, with kids as, you know, as parents, there's something we need to be aware of as parents in our kids post pandemic. Well, I know the, the, what, one of the things that's been documented is, is those that, that whoever they are, but the, the, you know, the different, the, the different counseling associations that are out there all agree with one thing that, that with the pandemic and as we're, as we're coming out of it, uh, depression, anxiety have reached, they're calling epidemic levels. Yeah. Uh, the, and, and it's not, it's not that we've created a whole generation of people who are afraid to get sick, but it's just more of that general, not being in control feeling the anxiety, Mm uh, and, and just, uh, and, 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 I mean, just society in general, we weren't prepared for something like this uh, to where do do we do, do we open the schools? Do we not open the schools? Do we, do we, well, we let's give them all laptops and and they do their, they do the work, but there's no one there keeping them accountable. And so for us, that's been one of the big things is, yeah, the grades went down because he wasn't doing his work. He was on his computer. I thought he was doing his work, Mm -hmm. but he was playing games on YouTube or, or doing whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know if we're allowed to say YouTube, sorry. Um, <laughs> but we, we, uh, so that, yeah, but I think, I think in general, it's, it's almost like there's two, there's almost like there's two years that never happened. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate because I don't know if you guys uh, actually quarantined during that time uh, when the, one of the coolest things that happened when when uh, my wife and I would walk in our neighborhood uh, in the evening, it was it was like we went back to Mayberry. Yes. Uh, kids were out in the front yard. They were playing catch. Uh, yeah. pa- I mean, families, families were out in the front yard because mom yeah. and dad, they had to be home, too. So uh, they're out there doing so they were doing together. Yeah, uh, they were they were in the front yard. They were they were again, literally they were playing catch. Uh, we saw in one section of our neighborhood, they were actually playing kind of like a, some, some neighbors had gotten together. I don't know about the social distancing in this, but I'm not telling <laughs> on them, but they were, they had like a, an impromptu football game in the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, but it was cool. They were yeah. Frisbees. There was those yep. yard games. Yeah. Uh, our neighborhood was the same. It just came alive. Like you just, there were all the families out on bicycles and people taking walks and it was just, yeah, yeah. there was, there was, uh, yeah. Like family time that we hadn't been able to have. Yeah. Um, so there was, there's the hidden blessing in that. Yes. Uh, but as, as we're coming out of it though, we're, we're trying so hard to get back to normal. I'm afraid that we're going to, we're going to stop doing that mm-hmm. because before the pandemic, 
what our, our, our normal was is everyone works, everyone's busy, everyone's got their things to do. And we come together uh, in time to go to bed. Uh, and right. so it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we don't stop doing that, that, that we realize how, and, and we're on, time's only going to tell in this, uh, the hunger that was created for the, the, the togethering, uh, the fact that, that now that they're going back to school in a lot of cases, but they want to come home with that expectation of, can we go play catch? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and one of the things that we communicate to our parents is, you you really got to be looking for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you may not necessarily have to create them, but at least look for it. Look for those those bids of. We, do you want to shoot baskets with me? Um, you were talking about that. You know, doing doing that together. Um, mm-hmm. It's it. I don't know. You know, I think it's okay for a parent to say to their their child. I don't know how to shoot a basket. Why don't you teach me? Yes. Why don't you show me how to do this? Show <laughs> yep. me the techniques. Let them laugh at you. In fact, it's it, do the dorky thing to 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 let them laugh at you. Um, but uh, again, it's we're we're the rather than parent child or me being the boss telling you what to do, or me being the one trying to catch you doing the wrong thing. Now we're together. Now we're 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 doing this together. And I'm, and I'm Mm -hmm. showing you that I'm, I'm safe. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You asked what, what's the differences that that's been the big thing that we've seen is just the, the, uh, on the surface uh, he's not, he wasn't doing his work. He fell behind in school. Um, I can't trust him. I thought I could do it or or I thought he could do this, but I, it just, I just couldn't trust him to do it. Uh, But that's because, a lot of parents didn't realize that they had to be right there holding them accountable. Right. Uh, it's not everybody that can do the virtual school thing. Right. Um, that you, and so we, we, they taught us, the, the school showed us how to turn it on, how to log in. Uh, they showed us how to, uh, how to keep up with, you know, the, the work. But what they couldn't, because I don't know that they even knew to do it, they couldn't tell us and show us the need for accountability and right. how to do it and how to do it in a way that it doesn't disrupt the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the virtual school thing, the, the falling behind in school thing is what gets them in the door. But it, it, what it really shows is that there was a, there was a disconnect. We just weren't prepared. Agreed. Uh, because no one knew, uh, I don't think anyone really knew right. that we had to be prepared in that particular aspect in the mm-hmm. pandemic. Agreed. Um, so if you could give one piece of advice for today's parents, we'll break it down. If you could give one piece of advice to today's parents of maybe small children, what would you tell them? Well, mm-hmm. there's another $10 question. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think one thing that would be across the ages is just the, the need for that involvement, mm-hmm. um, uh, that we're all tired. We all work. We're tired. Uh, and when we're tired, we're, the last thing we want to do is put up with childish things or childlike things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta, I gotta be there. I gotta Great. be involved, uh, which means maybe, and, 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 and this is meddling a bit, 
but maybe when I come home, I need to not pick up my phone or, mm-hmm. or log into my t- my computer. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta make my children the priority. Um, because more is caught than taught everything Agreed. that we do. Uh, even at that early age, we're teaching them how to do family, but we're teaching them how to do parenting. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the earliest memories that a child is going to have is they're not, I mean, they may remember their favorite food, their, their favorite meal, but they're going to remember uh, the times that, that we turned the TV off and we, we pulled out the, the Monopoly game or the Yahtzee game or the whatever game. Mm-hmm. Um, the involvement is what they're going to remember. I and that, agree. So, yeah. 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 And I, 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 that's honestly one of the things that I, I struggle with. Um, cause I, I, you know, I work from home and so having to set those boundaries of making sure that I'm putting my electronics off and they're not having to go mom, 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 to get my attention because I'm so mm-hmm. focused on, you know, either my phone, unfortunately. So I, I think that definitely rings true. What would you say to, um, would you say anything different to middle school parents, parents of middle schoolers today? I, I would uh, involvement for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that because middle school, again, that's early adolescence. So that's when that's whenever our children stop being uh, lovable and they become <laughs> these these horrible little things. Uh, not always. Um, your children are the exception. I know. Oh, um, well, you know, <laughs> they have um, moments. <laughs> but the be prepared uh, because you are, that is when you are going to start experiencing some of that pushback, when they are going to start questioning things. And it's not defiance. It's not, uh, it's not them bucking the system. It's, it's their learning. Uh, this is how God designed them to learn and experience the world mm-hmm. uh, is by doing. Um, I mean, your dad has used this example many times, uh, but 150 years ago, they, we were on farms. Right. Uh, you think you think back even a thousand years, the Bible times mm-hmm. uh, at that age group when a, when a child was 10, 11, 12. I mean, that I mean, you you had that rite of passage time. Yep. Uh, and then they the expectations were that you we spent the first 10 years of your life teaching you how to work. Uh, but now that you're of age, you're going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, that, okay, because that's mm-hmm. what everyone was doing. That's that was expected. Yeah. So for us, for parents today, middle schoolers, I mean, yeah, th- this is the time that they're going to they're going to start pushing back. Be prepared for it. Be ready for it. It's not the end of the world. It's actually could actually be a very cool thing if you're if you're prepared. Yeah. And I'm Adam always, my husband always says to me, um, you know, pick your battles. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like this for me really would apply. I mean, it applies to toddlers as well, but Mm. I mean, I feel like middle schoolers revert back to toddlerhood. You know, I don't know what happens to their brains, but they, um, and I I feel like maybe middle school is the time where we decide, okay, is this my preference or is this a moral issue? You Mm. know, where I think of, I mean, again, I worked with, with the girls. And so I think of, you know, there's certain, there's certain clothes that it may just not be my preference. You know, like the, the, we're throwing back to the nineties. It's just, it's not my preference that you wear that. However, I feel like there is some modesty issues, especially with middle school girls where it's like, okay, where's that line of this is my preference or this is kind of a moral issue. And I feel like maybe that comes into play a little more in middle school. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, because that's that, I mean, the messages that they're bombarded with anyways, uh, as, uh, God, this is the time that you're going to, you, you, you're starting to, to come into your own. Uh, and so, 
yeah, it's, it's even from who they are for, for who, what they stand for, for what they are, for all of that, that, um, again, uh, they need us, they need us to help them navigate that. Mm-hmm. If I've waited until middle school, now there's, there's a, there's a radio pastor that I'm very fond of that, that will say often, it's never too late to start doing what's right. It's my favorite uh, quote by him. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's absolutely true. I can't, well, I didn't, I missed it in, in elementary school. So I guess it's too late. No, it's not too late. Now, the longer I wait, the harder it gets. Yes. Uh, that's true. Uh, but I, it, okay. Maybe it starts with, with that serious conversation with my child. And maybe that starts with an apology where I'm sorry, I've, I missed mm-hmm. some opportunities here, but I don't want to miss any more. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so I think, yeah, middle school, staying involved, uh, but, but be prepared for it, which then in high school, um, high school, a lot of parents are, are realizing that, well, we're, we're getting close to where they're, they're, well, we're getting close to the end here, whether they're, they're, they're going to be adults or at least adult age. Yes. Uh, that's the time to, to be strategic about preparing them. Uh, that's the time to, to, to help them learn things that that the, the life skills that they need to learn. I mean, they if they've been doing chores all along, uh, then when when and if they get that part time job or that after school job, the boss is going to love their parents because they've already started to develop a good work ethic. Yeah. Um, they've they've learned to be respectful. Uh, they've they've learned uh, that that you, whatever you do, you do the best that you can. You learn how to do it. Uh, and you do your best, uh, but also the things that managing their money, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, I mean, this is the time that they're getting driver's license, which is a scary thought. I mean, be prepared. That's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm three uh, years. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's, and it's, and, 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 and even you think about that with a driver's license, we don't wait until they get that official driver's license to be able to say, okay, now learn how to drive. Good luck. Um, now you're official. Mm-hmm. We've spent time ahead of time teaching them how to do it. Yep. And they, my wife and I kind of have this conversation uh, where, again, even from the back seat, they're, they're watching us. And so they're learning how to drive even at an early age. So they're learning things like uh, how important the speed limit really is, Agreed. or uh, <laughs> it must be okay to text and drive. And I know I'm meddling, but it, 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 it it's, because more is caught than taught. They're, they're watching Agreed. us. We're teaching them how to do this. And so th- during that time when it, when it, when they're getting ready to get that driver's license, we're, we're teaching them. My dad mm-hmm. would, would pull over and, and tell me to get in the driver's seat and, and all right, drive. Now uh, I was scared to death because I lived in the country where everything was two lane roads. And so there's a car coming at you and you, and you freeze. And mm-hmm. uh it, but but that's how you learn. You learn in those real life situations safely, mm-hmm. uh, but you learn in those real life situations. And so we don't wait until they graduate high school, they move out. And then we, and then, all right, good luck with your very first bank account. Um, we need to, we, we have that responsibility to be teaching and training mm-hmm. and coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and allowing them to practice and fail within a, yes. the safety of their family and the safety yes. of relationship, like you pointed out before. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think if I could sum up, you know, what we've said, like in one takeaway to me, it sounded like giving 
uh, prioritizing relationship with your child today. Mm. Um, just really, really focusing on the art, you know, there, there really, there is a need for interaction and a need for relationship today, even with social media, um, that we really need to be pouring into our children, um, relationally. Um, so do you have one, one more thing, one more nugget for our parents? Well, I, I think it comes back to the fact that that it's not too late. Um, it, and many times it's going to feel like it's too late uh, when you're getting that that 20th call from school, uh, when you're when the report card uh, with just uh, another missed curfew, uh, it, it's going to feel like it's too late and it's going to it's going to be easy to feel like I have failed my child. Uh, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. it's not too late. It, that's the perfect time to step in and to be able to say, we're going to do something different. Even if it's, we're going to do one thing different. And, and a lot of times, and that's what we tell the parents here. Yeah. You got a whole list of things that, you know, you got to work on pick one. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing that we're going to do. That was um, my favorite quote by, uh, we had a coworker that always said, there's no such thing as a perfect parent, mm-hmm. you know, that we can only hope mm-hmm. to be better tomorrow than we were yep. today. And I, it's yep. just one of my mantras. I just, cause nobody's a perfect parent. You know, no. the only perfect parent is our father in heaven. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of my other verses that I live by is that his mercies are new every morning. Mm. So we know that we wake up, you know, with every day being fresh we haven't made mistakes. Our kids haven't made mistakes and we get to do it again. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. That's just, that's my favorite. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining us today. Um, and we will be having you back very soon and hopefully very often. So thank you so much. I mean, this, this is, uh, this is just such a great thing. And, and to be able to, to listen in, in a way like this, uh, just to know that, man, we're not alone in this. Agreed. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're all, we're all in it together. I mean, that mm-hmm. was, that was one of the, you said mantra, that's one of the mantras from the pandemic. We're in this together, Agreed. uh, which, which was cool, mm-hmm. uh, because we were, mm-hmm. uh, and, and well, with this whole parenting thing, I mean, we're in this together I mean, we, and that we can lean on each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that is our episode of Parenting on Purpose. We hope that you enjoyed it and we hope that you will join us for our next one. Thank you so much for listening.